0: travelers podcast your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment and now here to talk all things coasters theme parks and even more here are your hosts jack lathrop and chris jones
1: hey everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of the twisted travelers podcast as always my name is jack and i'm sitting here with chris chris how's it going today
0: Hello, everybody. I am Chris, and my mic is better than Jack's. Yeah, I know.
1: Let's uh, go ahead and mark that one off the bingo board, folks. Um, Chris making fun of my mic for once. Yeah, I'm not at home, so you're getting crappy AirPods quality today. Sorry about that.
0: Oh, I'm not the worst one. But yeah, uh, what's going on, everybody? So we took last week off, which... Wait, we literally could not have gotten an episode out last week if we really wanted to because um, we had so much going on but we're yeah back. There, were, so, there was that um, and then there
1: were time zones and I didn't feel like staying up till 2 a.m. to record an episode
0: <laughs> yeah and uh so with that uh, first off we had like a whole basically at least one and a half weeks to let that Last episode, Get Out, and y'all really crushed this one. This was our biggest episode we've ever had, so we appreciate you guys so much. Absolutely destroying the numbers for the recent one, so thank you for that. We're hoping that we can at least retain a lot of that for this week, but yeah, we're back, and we love you guys. Um, so, quick plugs. Patreon. Our Patreon shout outs for the week. Bryant, Graham, Grant, Jaden, Mark, Allison, and Steven. Eric, and Mikhail. If you want to join the Patreon, the link is in the description. Uh, you get a bunch New of Patre- perks depending on the tier you join. What? Mm-hmm.
1: New Patreon episodes coming in the next week or so.
0: Yes, it is. We're going to have two for August because July was so busy. Uh, so now's the good time to join if you want to get both of those August episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Also, while we're doing Patreon, plugs. Of cool perks. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and while we're yeah. doing plugs, join the Discord and buy Allison's book.
0: Yes, I now have a copy of Allison's book that I need to read soon. So I don't know if you started you, ra-
1: reading it yet.
0: Not yet. I you know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so here we are. New episode, Trip Report, part four, and this is officially the end of Trip Report season for now.
1: So you get guess back, but before we get into the trip reports, we gotta go through all the news we missed.
0: That's right. Which uh is a decent amount. Not not the most we've ever seen, but still a decent amount. Alright, let's do it then. So the first little bit of news we have is something huge that I've been looking forward to, and it's that we finally have announcements for new coasters coming back post-COVID. The first one being Dr. Diabolical's Cliffhanger at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. What you thinking, Jack?
1: Um, I think everyone who's saying this isn't a great fit for the park is stupid. Of course, it's a B&M dive coaster with a 95-degree drop. New train, seven-across seating. looks like they're probably going to have the vest, but eh. But it looks like it's going to be a great layout. It looks like it's going to have great guest and path interaction and just be like a good fit for that park. Are there other things I think that park could use? Yes. But do I think this is going to be a great fit for Fiesta Texas? Also yes.
0: Okay. I think um, that basically, uh, no matter what park it is, a B&M dive would be a great fit because it draws people in easily. It's very marketable and it's a capacity machine. I think it's literally impossible to say that this isn't a good fit for Fiesta Texas. But the big takeaway is that 95 degree drop. B&M going beyond vertical and dive coaster drops are already good enough. This is going to be absolutely insane. Uh, mm-hmm. The layout is definitely on the mini dive shorter side, which is fine. Uh, but it looks really fun. I'm sure it will be at least the 4th, maybe even the 3rd best coaster in the park. Uh but yeah, it looks great. I'm very excited also that color scheme.
1: The color scheme is sweet. The the supports not being just like a color, they're more of like a texture. It looks amazing. I think the other the other two things I want to hit on are the drop cuz for a long time we've heard like it's like why won't and them go beyond vertical with their dives? And it was always, the trains are not designed to go beyond vertical the way the suspension works or anything. And so they have had to redesign the trains to do this beyond vertical, which is sweet. But I think the really the biggest takeaway, and I was talking with some friends about this on Saturday, um, B&M's working with Six Flags again. So can we start seeing some more of these mini dies or... Mini wings pop up at parks because I think like a dive like this would be a great fit at almost any six flags park or a wing like X slate would be a great fit at almost any six flags park. So let's hopefully see this continue for the next couple of years.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I bet you will see some mini dives and wings show up the question of potentially hypers and gigas. I doubt, but you never know. Um, also, I'm going to be interested to see what they do theming-wise for the queue and everything, if mm-hmm. they do any extra theming. Um, but yeah, so we're finally back to that point where, post-COVID, we can get some major coaster announcements, which makes me very happy.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's a B and it. This right. is definitely a major coaster announcement.
0: Yes, for sure. It, the Probably the biggest we've had since post-COVID, unless I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting something?
1: Nothing that we didn't already know about um, pre-COVID, like yeah. it's just not been formally is, announced yet. This
0: was a surprise. This yeah, this was, was this surprise, was
1: what though. we all thought was going to be like the Axis or like one of the new impulses from Intamin or something. More of like an off-the-shelf, the shelf. It was heart. We were all thinking it was going to be a smaller, almost off-the-shelf coaster. So a custom nope. layout B and M is not something to joke about. <laughs>
0: What we got is much better, uh, in, yes. in my opinion. I uh, agree. So yeah, thank you Fiesta oh, Texas. For oh, the huge oh, we got men- Congratulations! I'm excited.
1: We got one what? more. We have to mention one more thing. We have to talk about the airtime hill. They forgot to hit d pump on.
0: Oh yeah, that <laughs> I'm sure that's going to give great air. That that is like the shaping looks sick.
1: It's like triangle hill on a B and M.
0: Yes, that that makes me very excited. Uh, it's not the longest, but the elements it does have look amazing. So.
1: Mm-hmm. It looks like a mini Yukon Striker to me.
0: Yeah, it's like slightly longer barren. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. So, next up, speaking of announcements, Glenwood Caverns will be making an announcement for 2022 on August 20th. Uh anybody who has like that slower pipe dream like me <laughs> please <laughs> this is our chance I, 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 yeah, hope that it is. I doubt it but I hope so
1: I'm just imagining like that them figuring out a way to like suspend the ride off the edge of the cliff somehow and just how nuts that could be like the ride itself might not like you put it in the other park it'd be like oh that's a good ride but you put it on the edge of a cliff and it could be like world's best crazy machine
0: Hey, it's gonna be a record breaker somehow, so we'll we'll see.
1: Highest roller coaster in the world.
0: Hey, potentially, but like I I highly doubt it will be anything absolutely huge. If it were to be anything huge, then the Gersaw probably is actually going there. Uh but I have no idea what it's gonna be. Probably something decently small. But if it is somehow the Gerslauer, I'm going to be a very happy person.
1: Then you're probably going to reconsider going on that trip with me next summer, aren't you? <laughs> yeah,
0: probably. Okay.
1: So, looking forward to that. And that will be like see. two weeks out. We'll get that announcement.
0: That's right. So, we'll have that on the episode in two weeks. Mark it on your calendar.
1: And then King's Dominion on August 12th is announcing a mysterious new attraction for 2022. We have no clue what it is or where it currently is sitting at or what the color scheme will be or what the supports will look like or anything at all.
0: Yep, we're going to have another huge surprise. Nobody has any idea what King's Dominion is adding. Uh. You know what would probably be the craziest thing is if it ended up being like an S and S free spin, or something. You
1: know that would be like unimaginable. I would lose my mind.
0: That would be insane. But yeah, mm-hmm. Kings Dominion's going to be making an announcement soon for uh, something. Could be a free spin. You never know. Um, Could be an that. Axis. Will be on August twelfth. Well. I mean that'd probably be very likely. I think a free spin's way out there. Yeah, like this would be too basic.
1: Like no chance they get like an access. That's too basic. But the free spin, that's just so like outlandish I could totally see it happening.
0: And it has like green track.
1: bamboo supports. Be Be amazing. So anyway, next up on the list is a bit of sadness. (laughs) I know. Pipe Dream, right? Uh, The next up on the list is a bit of sad news for some of our European friends. Wallaby, Belgium is going to be closed until early August, at least, due to the flood damages. Um, Thoughts and prayers go to everyone affected by all of that. And yes, James, you need to stop breaking crap.
0: But yeah, the flooding uh, caused this, if you missed that, I think we talked about that a couple episodes back. Um, but it got flooded. Conda might have had damage. So yeah, they'll be close to at least early October. Kind of saw it coming at the point from everything we had heard, but that just sucks. Hopefully they'll be able to get everything working and fixed back up to what it was soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, we had... I think this was our last like decent-sized announcement we had, and that was that Peppa Pig Land uh, coming here in Florida. The rides were revealed, and they will have a coaster, Daddy Pig's Roller Coaster.
1: <laughs> I cannot not laugh at that uh, see, name.
0: hold yeah, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me clarify something real quick. Jack did news this week. I'm not really even sure why we put this on here. Usually this seems like something we would just skip over and not cover. <laughs> Jack, I'm sorry, I just
1: I had to. La- we have to laugh at this name. The name of this roller coaster might be the most stupid name for a roller coaster of all time, and we have to laugh at it.
0: Well, Daddy Pig's roller coaster, everybody. Daddy, Daddy
1: Pig's I think roller coaster.
0: Revealed about it.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs>
1: Daddy Pig roller coaster. I'm not going to spend my money <laughs> to go to Legoland. <laughs> I might spend my money to ride that. <laughs>
0: That wild adventures continues to be dismantled.
1: Yep, so uh, all you people that were saying RMC, RMC, and when I was thinking I might have to admit defeat and say I was wrong, no, it's looking like I wasn't wrong,
0: they're just getting rid of it. So they're gonna build a ground up RMC.
1: I mean, maybe they gotta compete with Funspot somehow. Is.
0: They don't compete with anybody. They're in the, like, worst spot for a park ever.
1: I mean, it's really not an awful spot for a park. Like, where they put it makes sense. It's just they have nothing to attract people going from Atlanta to Orlando.
0: Who knows what they'll put there, if anything. They might just leave it as a massive, you know, grass area. But, yeah, so Cheetah, goodbye. Rip. Uh... And Rip, any chance of me going to Wild Adventures in the next two years? Yep. Okay, Disney, indoor mask mandate. Uh, not really surprised about that.
1: It's been interesting, though, to see that, like, Disney said, yes, masks are required indoors, but then Universal, which we have first-hand experience with, is like, we recommend it, but we're not going to say you have to.
0: Yeah, think about what market they're going after.
1: I and mean, this is
0: that's why People it's happening. Going to but decline their yeah. So yeah, that's definitely going to affect the industry somehow. I'm sure we'll see more of that soon, since Disney has done it. But uh, yeah, not really surprised with uh, Delta and everything that's going on. But mm-hmm. we'll rebound. We'll be good eventually. I'm sure. Yep. We we did it. Decent enough job getting to the point we were at, and now it's going back downhill, but it'll come back up, I'm sure. So, sure. all right, last few things Skyrush is still down and probably will be for a long time.
1: Sure, yeah, they've drained the lake so they can get like cranes and lights in to like look at the lift hill and stuff. So, I think, uh, the, the uh, yeah, the East Coast Intamin like monsters of that are Sky Rush and El probably are done for the year.
0: Surprise, surprise, everybody. Um but yeah, I'm not surprised. It's definitely a decent sized issue. Hopefully it'll be up for next season, at least.
1: They got their one right. Intamin back and they lost their other one.
0: Yeah, they're not allowed to have all of them at once.
1: Literally, I don't so, think they've ever all three operate consistently operated together.
0: Uh, I don't know, I'm mid-2000s, like 2000. Wait, no, when did Skyrush get built? Was it 2009? two thousand twelve, or was it 2012?
1: Okay. Saying Eagle. I, hmm. They're just not all three allowed to operate. Was
0: 2009,
1: that's what it was. No, Intimidator was 2010. Yeah,
0: I guess. Well, you know what I mean, it's close enough. Um, Maverick was two thousand
1: nine. Yeah, Maverick was two thousand seven. Yeah, not allowed
0: to have all their. Jeez, whatever. There were so many incidents in that time frame. I don't even care. Uh, But yeah, that happened. So, last news story: the Sydney single rail is progressing nicely. Can't wait for this to be ready. Better than all of the Raptors. Uh, you can mark that down on your bingo board, I guess. But yeah, it looks great. Based on the POV, I was kind of like, meh. But looking at it in person, it looks sick.
1: Yeah, it looks a lot different than the like RMC Raptors, just in like the elements it's going to have and how it's going to flow. It looks much more graceful, I guess, which will be cool. Um, I am interested to see like what the trains look like and like what the launches look and feel like. So it's going to be fun to watch this thing open. Uh, sometime this winter for us and in the spring for the Aussies.
0: Mm-hmm. That'll be good. Uh, some good news that we can have when we're not having a whole lot Yep. during that time frame. Okay. So, that was news decent size this week, but we actually made it through that in decent time, because this is going to be a long episode. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I'm proud of us there. Listener questions. This week, we had five questions from you guys once again quick plug join the discord we ask for questions every single week we have an episode coming up and that's where we get all of them from so let's start plus it off you can
1: get in on the great one. discussion about the episodes after they premiere and talk to chris and i about anything and everything because most oftentimes we tangent about anything and everything in discord
0: that's true all right we ready
1: i think we're ready
0: All right, first question from Grant. Are Toon Lagoons days numbered at IOA?
1: I hope not. I Uh, want to continue writing Popeyes with Chris as long as possible. We'll talk about that later.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. So, um, I'll go a little bit more in-depth with my answer. Um. (laughs) I think Epic Universe is going to be the focus for the next few years until that opens, and then once Epic Universe is finished, that's when they can move to do something else. And I think before anything would ever happen to Tune Lagoon, and yes, the IPAs, I, IPs, intellectual property, IPs. Turn- you just <laughs> went full on
1: TDR right there. We're talking about IPAs
0: now. The IPs are definitely <laughs> older. But okay, chills.
1: Sorry, that was that was that was quite The
0: the IPs are definitely older, but they've got a lot of stuff that needs work before that. And I think before anything happens to Toon Lagoon, we would see Lost Continent, because Lost Continent literally has a show that is completely defunct. Has been shut down for at least two years now, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and an attraction that's been closed since before COVID, and it's a walkthrough. And then also, Studio's last investment was a stage show. I'm sure that they're gonna wanna put something in there, uh, before they do anything with Toon Lagoon, especially considering we lost continent should come before Toon Lagoon. I think whatever will happen there will happen where, um, fear factor is right now. So I think at least one, probably both of those two things will happen before anything happens with Toon Lagoon. And then obviously Epic Universe is priority next. Um, But yeah, Toon Lagoon, it's old, but it does have good rides that still get consistent ridership in the summer. And if they do eventually do something to it, I hope that they keep Popeye at least, and just retheme it. Dudley, if they wanted to take out, I wouldn't be as mad, but Popeye's amazing.
1: Although Dudley's is still so insanely popular, I would question them if they took it out. Um,
0: If you're replacing it with a completely new ride, though, it's going to be more popular.
1: True. Yeah, no, Popeye's is... I've done all of the big raft rides in the U.S. now, and Popeye's is still my favorite. That one is just stupid fun. And it's themed, and you actually get wet on it unlike some of the other ones like Mystic River Falls or Infinity Falls where you get wet, but it's, they're themed. But Popeye's just turns it up to another level, I feel like. Um, and then also, I mean, I'll add more comments on it. I think Toon Lagoon is also... It's one of those kids' areas, that kids' areas, areas of the park, um, where it's great for your older generation that might be at the park with you like because that's something that like was more around when like our grandparents were you know kids and so that's something like they go to the park and they can enjoy that section and still love it i think it's almost the same thing as like plant snoopies and camp snoopies at the cedar fair parks it's like snoopy is not something from our generation but we all know it and our parents and grandparents love it too
0: i think so Good amount of people still know Popeye too, even though it's older. Dudley, not as much, mm-hmm. but Popeye, is.
1: Well, and then even then, like Popeye and Dudley, they're not right that you need to know the like the themes to get into. It's not like Harry Potter, where like you need to kind of know ish Harry Potter to really enjoy Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. Where it's like Popeye, you can just get on yeah. and have fun without even knowing what Popeye is.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all log rides and our log flumes and raft rides,
1: mm-hmm. which is why it works.
0: They're just there to get you wet. Yeah. All right. So, uh, too long didn't read. No. Okay. Next question from Joey. We've seen Cedar Fair and even Six Flags seem to place more emphasis on theming for their more recent attractions. Do we think more highly themed attractions are needed at non destination parks, not Disney or Universal, to continue to draw people in, or is it actually not that important to the average guest?
1: This question, I remember Joey when you asked this one. I've been thinking about it since you asked it, and I cannot figure out like my like a perfect answer for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I need to think for a minute too, because. I feel like the, like theming a large coaster, like Copperhead Strike, or like Dr. Diabolical, people aren't going to that ride for the theming. But, I mean, it's definitely... I, for enthusiasts, it's noticed, obviously. But I also feel like if you have theming in the area surrounding in the queue, uh... As like a cool sign, people who go to the park maybe not even knowing about the new attraction or not having it as a priority, if they see those added elements, it will draw them in more. I don't think it helps mm. as much from an advertising perspective, but it definitely makes the ride more appealing in park, I'd say.
1: Mm, it makes the ride more appealing in park, because like Carolines and Copperhead, the prime example, because Copperhead is easily the most themed roller coaster in the park. And while it doesn't like have like, like there's not storytelling happening in the queue and there's not like, like there is a story for Copperhead, but it's not made very obvious unless you, yeah, but you walk over to that part of the park and it draws you in because you've got the cool sign and everything. There's just stuff all around and it looks really sweet. And then you get in the queue and there's stuff to look at, so it makes your weight more enjoyable, which like boosts guest satisfaction. But then it also goes back to you're not at a Disney or Universal park. People aren't necessarily going to these parks to be immersed in storytelling.
0: It will um, still be appreciated, though.
1: It, but I think it would still be appreciated, and I definitely think it drives your guest satisfaction up, which is why I think it needs to be done more often. But I don't think it needs to be done to the level of a Universal or Disney park at a regional park. Oh, not to that level. The closest you're going to get in a regional park is going to be Silver Dollar City or Knott's Berry Farm, in my opinion. And those two do it on another level compared to regional parks. But then you go to a Universal or Disney park and they still look like child's play.
0: Mm-hmm. And I will also say it depends on how you market it because. I mean, what's in the shed? And uh, Orion's teaser's definitely got a lot of people excited. Mm -hmm. If you market it correctly, it will definitely draw more people in.
1: And like, Orion, while it's not like the best giga coaster, it's easily the one I would like, I enjoy waiting in its queue the most, because there's actually stuff to look at in the queue besides, you know, a fence and a lift hill at Fury. Um...
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, uh, if they market it correctly, it definitely brings people in. Is it absolutely necessary? Probably not. But it definitely has its perks, theming rides at regional parks. So, all right. Question number three from Mikhail. You have any park chain to choose from for you to run for a week. Which chain are you choosing and what changes are you making to the chain?
1: Go for it. I know what you're going to say. Just go for it.
0: Well, if I'm running the chain, and I know I can't fire him. I was just joking in Discord. uh, But if I'm running SeaWorld, I am vetoing Scott Ross's decisions and opening the rides. Uh, I know he's the major shareholder, but if I'm running it, I'm the major shareholder now. So... SeaWorld's opening their rides finally. Yeah, that's literally all I care about for that.
1: Yeah, I have the exact same I answer. I feel like there's not that
0: much you could do in a week. You know? Yeah, I have
1: the exact same answer as Chris. We're we're taking over SeaWorld and we're opening Iron Gwazi, Emperor, Pantheon, and Icebreaker. Yeah. And while we're at it I mean it, I don't know what could We do might in find a week. while we're at it, we're gonna find a way to, you know, since we're at the top of the company, we have access to all the files. We are going to find a way to oust Scott Roth.
0: That'd be great if we could. I mean, if we're the major shareholder, we could we like just board meeting vote him off?
1: Theoretically, yes. Again, we're talking about like yeah, we, we we're like in charge of the company for a week, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure we can figure something out. We 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 can figure it out.
0: Maybe. We'll see. But yeah, uh, I think that answer was pretty obvious. I don't mm-hmm. if we were to choose another chain, I don't really know what we could do in a week at another chain.
1: Uh, Cedar so. Fair put lockers on all of their station platforms or give them the universal locker system, same as fixed flags. Yeah. Um yeah. Palace Entertainment, just, just band it and give Kennywood back to the people.
0: There you go. That will work for me. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we could find future ride plans to just... Here,
1: you know? I know. Calls, calls up RMC. Hey, we're going to need an RMC for every Studio Fair Park stat. <laughs> like, how quick you can you design me one that I can put in every single park? <laughs>
0: Yeah, if we were to get the ball rolling, at least I'm. But I, I, I still don't know how realistic that would be. But yeah, we'd make uh, down payments answers, within the week, so we'll they
1: couldn't back, back out.
0: There you go. We're gonna run Cedar Fair bankrupt.
1: We're gonna pull a two thousand six right. legs move right there. Oh
0: gosh, I. <sighs> I still can't believe that that actually was real <laughs> at one point. Uh, uh, okay, we ready for question number four?
1: I think we are.
0: Okay, what do you guys use to track your credits, and how do you rank them? This is from Dev With no Bev.
1: Um, so I think we both use spreadsheets, right? Um, so I have a giant Google spreadsheet with just every credit I have ever gotten on. And then on that spreadsheet, they're ranked. So like the like where it says credit one, that's my number one coaster. Where it says credit 318, that's my uh, least favorite roller coaster.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do the same exact thing. Big spreadsheet that has every credit on it, but they're all in order of ranking. Um, I used to use Coaster Count, but it doesn't count some like alpine coasters and things. Uh, so it doesn't give me my full number. Um. So yeah. That's and then you also I
1: do Captain Coaster too.
0: Oh yeah, Captain Coaster is really cool. I, I don't think many people actually use that, but it's just kind of like a, you can have your top coasters listed on it and you can review rides or just give them star rankings. So that's really cool. Uh, I like Captain Coaster I think Jack's used it a little bit but not a ton
1: I've used it a little bit See the thing is if I would do it for every single ride I have ridden I'd be right there on the same page as you It's just that's a lot of roller coasters I'm on page two now So yeah I'd be Page two like that If I'd just go in and do it one day Mm -hmm.
0: My goal is to be on page one one day And I will probably within the next few years We'll see But yeah uh, so that's it's, how we do that.
1: If you ever need help setting up a credit spreadsheet, just hit us up in Discord, and I will send you the template I use. It's super easy yeah. to just plug stuff in. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, mine is just Coaster Name, Park, manufacturer, Model, RCDB, and then, like, out of 10. Um,
1: I think mine right think now... I'm- is, hold on, I gotta look. It's, roller your name, the park it's at, the year it opened, who manufactured it, and if it's wood, steel, or a hybrid. And then, I wouldn't even have the RCDB links on here anymore, because that was too, I'm too lazy to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, and also it's easy to do once you get yourself started, because then you just go park at a time. You know, yep. the most you'll have to do is like, 18 at once, which is like Energylandia and Magic Mountain. Most
1: of that's going to go so, at yeah. the bottom, anyways. <laughs> also, we're going yes, to we'll talk about a little bit. For those of you who don't know, I just redid my rankings. Like, I overhauled them. A couple of people have seen them. Chris is one of those people. We Y'all are be. not ready. You are not ready for when we get to December.
0: That'll be all that's said about that. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. Last question. This is from Grant. Does Jack have brain damage slash Stockholm Syndrome from riding in vertigo too many times? Yes. I
1: was going to say, I want to hear your answer to this, and then can you tell me, like, what my symptoms are?
0: See, well, as far as just general brain damage, that might have been even before you ever got into coasters. Uh, Not (laughs) sure. But... Just some of the
1: takes, <laughs> the
0: so, some of the opinions, the inconsistencies, it's just, it, it shows. It really shows. Uh, the food, it, not a lot of it makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, I seriously, there are days I ask myself, it's like, why is he friends with me again? I'm like the biggest weirdo there is.
0: I ask myself that too. It's okay. Not what i so, uh, I don't
1: know. I don't know. I mean, I think everything's up there. I definitely got other issues that aren't those two Uh, things. It it might all be up there,
0: but is it all working?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't have those two things. I got other issues we aren't going to talk about, but I don't have those two things.
0: Okay. So, thank you for the questions once again. Discord down below in the description. Go ahead and join. Give us questions for next week. And now we can get into the last little bit of trip report season. For now, the great trip report. Last show part little four. bit. That might
1: be an understatement. This is not a little bit. This is like all of it.
0: it yeah, I, I will say if we can keep this episode under two hours, I'm going to be very impressed. So I think the saving means, grace said, might
1: be that we don't have a guest on, and we're doing this, and we're both still semi tired.
0: He's blaming you, Bryant. Wow. Wow.
1: Not Okay, well, maybe I am. But I'm not blaming him specifically. You know what I'm talking about.
0: No, you're talking about Bryant. He who
1: must not be named. Mark it off, people.
0: Yeah. Let's get into it, then.
1: Okay, you start. Start I'm going to take a nap while you...
0: Well, prepare to be bored, everyone, with just one of us. So... Let's do it. I went to California. You know. Do we want to get under two hours or no? Because all you're doing is holding it up.
1: Part of me wants okay. it to be over two hours, though. So.
0: Nope. Um. Okay. I went to California. I did two days at Six Flags Magic Mountain. A day at Knott's Berry Farm. A day at Disney's California Adventure. A day at Disneyland and then a day just doing Los Angeles stuff. it was a pretty cool trip, and I got a lot to say about it. So we'll start us off flew in, went directly to Six Flags Magic Mountain, my first day there, and here's what went down. So I started off with Goliath, first off entering the park uh this this park skyline is absolutely gorgeous. Like, I, it got me really excited, and the park entrance is fine, I'd say. Pretty good for a Six Flags park. Then we actually got to the coasters. So, Goliath was first, had a crazy long line. The operations weren't terrible, it was just full. Uh, probably about an hour and a half of a line. So the ride itself, it's pretty decent. Um... I wish it was B&M, but, you know, that's okay. It, it has its own redeeming qualities. That Helix is absolutely insane. But other than that, it doesn't have a ton of, like, awesome moments. I will say I like it better than Titan already, just because the Helix is much more intense than Titan's. So, Goliath, it was fine. I definitely didn't write it again, because I wasn't going to wait in that line or anything. But, I liked it. It was alright. Next... Was Twisted Colossus. Now,
1: okay. So this is where we're first. <laughs> this is where he love. peeks
0: away from his phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I know. So I'm just over here doing stuff on my phone. Uh, Ooh, that's it.
0: Twisted Colossus. That's when he looks away. So uh, Twisted Colossus. Jack knows this, and I think I might have said it on the podcast before. Going into this ride, I was expecting maybe top 25, like Outlaw Run, Iron Rattler range ish. And let me just say, wow, that is way, way, way better than I expected. Probably the biggest surprise I've ever had uh, from an actual coaster. Like, I really wasn't expecting it to be that good. It is absolutely elite. One of the best RMCs easily. The drops on both sides are fantastic. They feel like Twisted Cyclone's drops but a little bit longer. The turnaround gives amazing airtime on both sides. I haven't heard a single person say anything about that speed hill on blue side right after the turnaround, but that might be the best airtime moment on the entire ride. It feels like a Magnum Triangle hill. Uh, And then you've got those interactions, the Top Gun stall, where on one hand you've got the Camelback that gives Twisted Timbers airtime, and then on the other hand you've got the hang time and Whip, And then the rest of the ride is just more whip and crazy airtime. It's all some of the best RMC airtime I've experienced. And I did get a duel, which was amazing. Easily the best dueling I've ever experienced on any any individual coaster. Better than the dueling on anything else you will see easily when it actually does. The ride was absolutely ridiculous. Completely surprised me. Now, as far as where I rank it? where it ranks among RMCs. I'm going to save it till the end of the year. But I'll just say it's really, 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 really good. So, already starting off this trip with an amazing surprise. And Jack is holding a picture of it to the screen, which is fine. I have said on this podcast before that I'm not a huge fan of the color scheme, and I think it's way too bright. But my opinion changed in Take person. Take it back. So. Take it back. Thank you. I'm taking it back. But yeah, just Colossus. Amazing. Magic mountain is lucky to have this ride. So scream. Uh, we were just talking about Jack having a brain damage. He complains about this ride, but he doesn't complain about other rides like in vertigo. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. This ride is super smooth. Uh, it's got good forces, good whip. You know, it, it's a good mid tier floorless. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, is it as good as Bizarro? No, nowhere close. The thing that really makes Bizarro uh, is those near misses. Not built over a this par- just you know sits on top of a parking lot. So, if they had theming, if they had <laughs> grass, then it'd be really, really much better. But still good, despite that. Scream! Did you get ride. to see the
1: blood stains? What are you talking about? You didn't about? see the blood stains. There's blood stains under the ride from where someone got shot in the parking lot.
0: Oh that's sick they um, did, I didn't
1: clean them up but there's blood stains under the roller coaster
0: well okay that's that's not good <laughs> all right Batman good theming in the queue right itself it it's pretty smooth and forceful uh, it's not over George's or anything, but it is my second favorite Batman because it's on St Louis's level as far as intensity and whippiness. But it had more theming. So thumbs it's up. It's probably the you best
1: theme. Batman
0: probably. Like, unless there's something in like Japan that has good theming. I don't know if that one in Japan is good theming or not. You never know. Well, I'm talking
1: like the like Batman Batman clones. Like it's themed to Batman. Oh, it's the best themed.
0: Yeah. It definitely is. So yeah, solid ride. You know, it's a Batman. <laughs> then we got Riddler. Um I did not realize how good this thing's layout is. That's probably one of the best layouts BNM has ever made. It just it keeps hurts. going, had a great selection of elements. It hurts. See, here's more of that brain damage. Look okay. that was not brain that was the, damage, that was my legs. See, yeah, okay. I was about to say, it's very smooth, it's really good. It does towards the end get to be a little bit much on your legs as far as the force. Uh so it's you know. If it was a sit-down, this would probably be on, like, Kumba's level with that mm-hmm. layout, in my opinion. Um, I've always
1: thought but, that instead of converting them to floorlesses, they should convert that one to a sit-down. Like...
0: Hey, that'd be great. I They they definitely will not do that, but that would be great.
1: Yeah, it's not that... Like, that one, it was smooth, and it, there wasn't really head It was just by the time we were coming off that mid-course, I was like, Okay, my b- legs need a break. And we still had to go through like two or three more really intense inversions.
0: Yeah. It, it it other than that, it's pretty good. It's got some good theming too. Um and yeah, it's smooth, but this this is basically just proof to me that Scorcher is the perfect stand up just because it like does interesting stuff but isn't too big to where it hurts. So yeah, Riddler, it's alright, you know. Okay, after Riddler, Gold Rusher, the mine train, this was a little bit better than I expected. So it doesn't awkward. do a whole lot, but it's got cool terrain interaction and cool uh, new angles of full throttle. So it's whatever. Yeah, I mean. right,
1: it's so it's awkward. Right. Just I mean, build it through the mountain.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It's different, but it was still a bit better than I expected. I didn't know whether this was going to be a bottom tier or whatever, but it, it was like mid tier, whatever it's a mind chain. It doesn't matter that much. Um after that, I had gone to the front of the park to get my fast pass. And they had all these different rides listed as uh, available for the fast pass, but uh I got uh, some not so great guest service. They told me that full throttles they ran out of for the day, which is like okay. I can understand that. But then I ask about X2 or West Coast Racers. Or... What was the other one? I'm, Twisted Colossus. Because they're listed on the board. They say that they can. And the answer I got for those is... We don't usually give those out. Which... That doesn't make a lot of sense. You have them listed as an option. And, like, I pay for this. But, okay. So, I got Apocalypse. Wasn't too pleased with that. But, whatever. Uh, so... You know, nothing I can do about it, just whatever. Um after that I rode Viper, which Viper was pretty overall good. It had highs and lows. It was overall smooth, overall forceful. Uh, but it definitely had its moments where it could chatter or bang your head. Like one of those one of those loops I went through with so much speed that my head was a little bit forward and it just slammed against the headrest wasn't a huge fan of that but whatever uh, that was the only really really bad moment uh, it's definitely not like the best looper or anything but it's it's fun i would ride it again if i was at magic mountain so viper all right and then the last two rides of the night were apocalypse and west coast racers so apocalypse i was not expecting as much theming as that ride had Uh huge surprise very happy with that the ride itself was really compact, which I loved. Uh for probably the most compact GCI I have done so far. Actually easily the most compact GCI I've done so far. I yeah, it's definitely more compact than Thunderhead. Um and I can the name one that's more compact. The lateral... <laughs> what?
1: I can name one GCI that's more compact what? than
0: that ride. Gold Striker. That's it.
1: No American Thunder.
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, probably. American Thunder is also a bit shorter, I think. But yeah, Um, Apocalypse, it didn't have the most intense laterals or anything, but it was very smooth. You could tell the retracking did work. Um, And the airtime was some of the most intense GCI airtime I have felt. Definitely more intense than Thunderheads. Um, Really good ride. Mid-tier GCI. I I think I do prefer Thunderhead a little bit to it, just because it's got stronger laterals and the terrain. And the location and all that. But Apocalypse was really really good. I liked it a lot. Alright and my last ride of day one. Was West Coast Racers. These operations were some of the worst I've ever seen. Sorry. Uh, But when you have your new attraction. in it's queue is. Spilling into the midway. And. You're holding groups before the indoor portion. But every single time a fast lane person shows up you instantly stop the groups and send through fast lane that is way too much bias towards fast lane for your new attraction you already have an hour and a half line at least outside and you're sending in one to two groups at a time into the station and you're sending the entirety of fast lane line all at once that is not acceptable in in my opinion uh we ended up waiting 2 hours for it so yeah.
1: Not good. I'm I'm going to end up uh, doing like two and a half years for it because, you know, we were told it will be open for Ghost Recon and guess what we got? A construction tour.
0: Woo! And a closed apocalypse.
1: And a closed apocalypse. Although they were in the middle of the retrack at that point, too, so...
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that was the time to do it for them. Um, So West Coast Racers rode front row and... Let's see. So the launches uh where you you know like the first launches it's actually the third for the other side but launches pretty forceful they're not anything special but they started off slow and then you got some kick pretty good uh the those first turns with the interaction is pretty cool you get a lot of whip and air on that part second launches are super short but definitely had good kick to them pretty forceful overall the helix was super intense probably my favorite part of the whole ride the whole thing is really whippy. I liked it. The theming was all right. Didn't see a ton of it. That little mid course portion with the theming is, you know, it, it's basic, but six flags at least put in the effort, so I, I appreciate that. Um, the dueling is pretty good, but there are definitely points where it gets difficult to see the other train. If you're trying to track it or they draw apart a little bit, um, So yeah, it's a good ride. I like it. It's a pretty long ride. And the restraints didn't bother me as much on this one as it did on Tigris or Tempesto, which could be some bias towards it being something actually unique. Um, But yeah, pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I wish the operations would have been better, but West Coast Racers gets a thumbs up for me. So that was day one at Magic Mountain. So far, off to a pretty good start. Enjoyed Magic Mountain. Day two started off a little bit rougher because full throttle had just as terrible operations as West coast racers probably waited like an hour and a half. And they're doing the same thing with fast lane. Uh, They weren't holding the queue or anything, but if you were fast lane and you showed up, they would do whatever they could to make sure that fast lane got in before everybody else as quick as possible. If that meant sending two straight trains of only fast lane people, Hey, Our line can just sit here for the next five minutes and not move and keep building up into the midway. We'll send two straight Mm -hmm. trains of fast lane because that makes sense. And yeah, um,
1: all of you wondering how I did my X two marathon back in twenty nineteen, he just explained it. Fast lane. Well, because no, the reason is because it's because of that that because the morning we had ERT on X2 is also the morning we had ERT on full throttle. So all of the people who needed the full throttle credit, cause they didn't want to wait for the two and a half hour line were at full throttle. And so because of that, there was no one in X2.
0: That makes sense. But yeah, full throttle, you know, ops aren't great. Um, but Still the ride, ride itself was pretty good. Huh?
1: It's still a fun ride. I said, still yeah. a fun ride. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> How many times are you going to make me say it? It's the delay. But yeah, first launch is pretty good. It's definitely better than the West Coast Racers launches. Um, the loop gives great hang. And then, you know, the rest of the way till that second launch, you got some good whip. Um, the middle part was fun. The launch was pretty intense and then the airtime over the loop was fantastic but the brakes are definitely a little bit of a buzzkill but you know they didn't really have room for anything else uh ride is good if it was a little bit longer i'd probably like it more than west coast racers but i do prefer west coast racers for that reason uh but yeah full throttle pretty solid And then we did Superman. Now, at this point, I had just met up with Twisted Travelers, friend and fan of the show, and absolute legend, Klaus himself. Shout out, Klaus. And we had a good time. So Superman, uh, the line was pretty well themed, which I wasn't expecting. And also the air conditioning was fantastic. Much needed. Uh, The line was, yeah, the line was much shorter than expected, which thumbs up for me. And the ride itself, obviously, it's not going to be as good as either of the accelerators. It does not hold up to those at all. And I'm talking about the Strata ones, King to and Dragster. Um, the launch, you know, it's definitely not forceful or anything, but still, you're going 100 miles an hour. You're going 300 plus feet up in the air. It's, it's a bunch of fun. Uh, but yeah, it's not the greatest ride in the world, but it's just one that you can ride for a good time. So Superman, pretty good. Ninja. Had the same situation with operations, but I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me talk about that. This ride was a lot more uh, intense than I expected it to be. The line, or not what the swinging was uh, a lot more than I expected, and I also love the interaction with the terrain and with the log flume. Uh, so it was. Definitely way better than I expected. Really good. And is now my favorite suspended, for sure. I know that's going to be a hot take to some people, especially Kings Island fanboys. Um, But it's better than Bat. It's better than Iron Dragon. Very good.
1: Yeah, it's probably Thumbs my second favorite one. I, Vortex at Canada's Wonderland, even though it's the exact same ride as the Bat, just dubbed something else in that hel- some of those helixes. So... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I haven't done that, and that's one of the ones that I could see beating it. But I really like Ninja. Good ride. Um, then me and Klaus headed over, did two of the Kitty coasters for the credits. Klaus didn't have them because he said that he doesn't do uh, Kitty credits by himself. So me and him grabbed two of them real quick. And then it was time for New Revolution. Not ex- New Revolution, uh, I grabbed my Fast Pass for at the front of the park and, uh, it ended up being a walk-on, waste of a fast pass, but that's alright, got back row, this is another ride that was better than I expected it to be, it was meandering, but it, you know, the length was good, the, uh, interaction with the terrain is good, good views of Tatsu, the loop is forceful, decent ride, I like it more than Super Duper Looper, which I think is, like, the best comparison you could make, um, so that was fine, and then it was time for my 300th credit. X2, one of Jack's favorite coasters ever. Yeah. So, X2, it was on one train. I'm pretty sure the other one is broken, which acceptable. Um,
1: it's X2, it's so probably I, we always got front broken. row.
0: Yeah. Uh, those things have to be expensive to fix. Um, me and Klaus got front row for my number 300, and this ride is so jank. And it is not the most comfortable ride at all. I I wasn't a huge fan of the restraints. But it's not unbearable. I could definitely ride it, you know, a couple times in a row. Uh, Definitely couldn't do 15 like this weirdo did. We were just talking about the brain damage. He complains about Banshee, but he thinks that this is a marathonable ride. It
1: is a marathonable ride. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: You have problems.
1: I know I do.
0: X two. It it is not comfortable, but it's still bearable. The drop is absolutely insane. I definitely like time travelers more, but it's still super cool to be facing face down. I think my favorite element of the whole ride is that first Immelman, because you go up that and then you're like on your stomach, but you're getting airtime somehow.
1: That's not an Immelman. That's a raven turn. Get Get the.
0: No one cares, nerd.
1: Um, uh, I care. And you're a nerd, it's shaped too. Like don't think an
0: you're not. Not that much. It's shaped like an element. it's an element to me. I don't really care. But yeah, that's probably my favorite element of the whole ride. Um, and then you've got that flip, which is, you know, pretty fun. Uh, the turnaround is super jank. You've got that other inversion flip thing, which is super disorienting. And then that last whatever, since you're going to complain about whatever Raven call turn. It. Uh, inversion. Okay. The last raven turn. Thank uh, you. Super intense.
1: And you didn't like, even ride it in the back where it tries to kill you in that. The front is yeah, just attempted I mean, murder. The, the back is like your life flashes before your eyes.
0: But, yeah, that, that element was super intense. And then you've got the break run where you fly in and flip again. It's great. I loved it. It was definitely a worthy 300. Uh, it is not smooth. It is super jank, but it completely makes up for it with every other, like everything else it does. It gets a huge two thumbs up for me where it ranks. I'll also save till the end of the year, but you will definitely hear it, at least in that top 25 list. So, all right. That was Magic Mountain. Uh, My final thoughts is that Flash Pass definitely needs to be more uh, consistent, both in line and with what they hand out. Um, Some rides did Flash Pass perfectly, like Apocalypse, or it was Flash Pass Go, Normal Go, Flash Pass Go, Normal Go, every other one. And then you had West Coast Racers in full throttle. That was my biggest complaint. The food service uh, definitely could be improved. There was a point where we waited like 30 minutes for a burger. And uh, there is like no merch there, hardly at all. There was... One coaster shirt I saw the whole time, which was an absolutely hideous green and orange tie-dye Tatsu shirt. So that's a yep. ride that's not even open right now. Um, but overall, the coaster collection is fantastic, and it has great atmosphere. It is easily the best Six Flags park I've been to. It has those issues, but it still is one of the best parks ever, even despite those. So if they fix those up, it might be the best, <laughs> honestly. Uh
1: yeah, I love Magic
0: Mountain. It was great and I'll be back with Tatsu and the Raptor.
1: The merchandise sucks at that park. Yeah. There's a reason my merch yeah. from that park is a roller coaster wheel.
0: I mean my merch from that park was the X2 nano coaster. So the nanos are cool. Everything else is bad. But yeah. Magic Mountain. Good. Very, very good. And then it was knots. Now knots. I had fast lane. Uh, I could already tell <laughs> throughout the day that they have the same fast lane issue that Magic Mountain does in a lot of ways. It's just I abused it this time. Admit to it. Um, but yeah. So step met is up with Klaus again. We did a few things with what?
1: The first step is admitting it.
0: Yeah. I mean, look. I, I bought the thing. I'm going to use it. Uh, but what <laughs> so we said what to she the poor sure girl, girl to
1: your point, she was like, "Yeah, y'all aren't gonna want to use these today." And we're like, "Yeah, we're using them."
0: <laughs> I, there was no other option.
1: There was I mean, no other option, and we, then it did really end up, you to. know, it did end up working out because you know, ten rides on Steel Vengeance, ten rides on Maverick. That's right. Witchcraft apparently. Shout out to the
0: last episode. Go listen to that. But yeah, knots. Um. I had fast lane, but yes, I did some stuff with short lines like uh, Montezuma's Revenge. That was first. It was about what I expected. Launch has good force, and it was fun. Uh, The loop had some good force. The spikes are cool. You know, it's short but sweet. It's nothing super special because, you know, it doesn't do a ton, but it's good. Um, Next we did Jaguar. Definitely not the most comfortable ride. It has tiny trains, and it was pretty jank. But it's very long. It meanders. It doesn't do a ton. It was about what I expected as well. The theming and the queue is fantastic, though. Uh, that was sick. But yeah, so yeah
1: we rode Jaguar twice, and I ride. enjoyed the queue more than I enjoyed the ride when I was there. I, I'm
0: completely with you. Yeah.
1: Also, this uh, so the ride stupid. itself is decent, but the, the queue.
0: The ride is just goes everywhere.
1: Like, how big is that ride?
0: <laughs> it, it's literally the train around the park hmm It's their second train, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, Jaguar, you know, it's fine. And then we did Accelerator, which is Klaus's favorite coaster in the park. He really wanted to ride with me. The Ops weren't the greatest, but they definitely weren't as bad as some of Magic Mountains. Uh, the launch was fantastic. Definitely one of the best launches I've experienced. I think it and Dragster are honestly pretty even for my favorite. They're They're great for different reasons this this one had so much kick to it it was great um the top hat with it being a bit short what i
1: was gonna say with it being like a shorter launch it kicks a lot more the reason i always go back to dragsters Mm -hmm. is because it just keeps on pulling for four seconds
0: yeah they're good for different reasons but i definitely like accelerators almost as much if not the same they're, they're very good both of them um but with with the ride itself being shorter the top hat not being as tall you get a ton of great air time up top which is great the turns had really good force they reminded me a bit of it like millennium forces turns as in they don't do a ton but they have their good force in their certain spots um it's definitely not the best accelerator but it was really really good my second favorite in the park for sure Good ride. I liked it. Um, Okay, and the last thing we did with Klaus before he headed out was Calico Mine Ride. Uh, Really old classic. The trains are very, quite a bit of a tight squeeze with all those people, but that's okay. The theming was really good, and the ride was super fun. It had a lot of charm, a lot of good atmosphere. Very uh, similar to a lot of old dark rides. Kind of like Blazing Fury, fire in the hole, and how you've got that charm level to it. Uh, but this was probably a bit better than those just because it's longer. But the theming was about on par with those. Uh, I liked it. Pretty good ride. And from there, it was time for me to abuse the Fast Pass. Uh, also, the food lines were insane and Boysenberry Punch. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, started off the Fast Pass using with Pony Express. So this is definitely not the most comfortable ride in the world with that restraint system. But the launch was really good, surprisingly. The rest of the ride doesn't do a whole lot. It's short. I would definitely not want to wait in that standby line. Um, It's good. It's fine. Fitting for a family coaster, but wouldn't probably wouldn't do it again if I went back to Knott's. And then it was time for Ghost Rider, the star of the show. So we got two rides on this in the back row. And the first drop isn't amazing. But I wasn't expecting it to be amazing because of the angle it's, it's at, when, and you know, it's when it's, you it's hit the
1: valley of that first drop that you realize what you're in for.
0: Right? Yeah. Uh, that first hill after that valley is ridiculous. It, it's like I don't even know. I it's kind of unlike any other airtime I've done because not many. I don't even think there's another GC guy on the planet. That has Millennium Flyers and goes up a hill that large and sustains its speed that whole time?
1: Yeah, it's because it you really know? isn't a GCI.
0: Well, it's Millennium Flyers is what I mean. Yeah. I, I, There's no other ride out there that I know that has Millennium Flyers and goes over a hill that large and keeps its speed.
1: You no, know, the only one that goes over a hill that large immediately would be, like, Lightning Racer, and that ride definitely doesn't hold its speed over those hills.
0: Yeah, this one does. So, tons of airtime. Absolutely amazing. And then the turnaround, you get airtime going into it, and laterals. The whole way back towards the lift is just ejector and a little bit of laterals thrown in. The drop off the midcourse, probably the best moment of the entire ride absolutely ridiculous and then the rest is just more insane laterals and airtime that final helix gives great laterals as well i i literally have trouble comprehending how the ride has such massive elements but continues to just fly through with that much speed like do they just pour vaseline on the wheels in the morning it it doesn't make sense to me It just keeps going. It's so huge, but it doesn't stop. My brain doesn't understand how it does what it does, and it's ridiculous. I absolutely love it. If you consider it a GCI, it's my favorite GCI. If you consider it a CCI, it's my favorite CCI. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's a ridiculous
1: roller coaster. I loved it. The drop off the mid-turn is intense. And then it just keeps on going for the rest of that 2,000 feet of track you still have.
0: Yeah, it just never lets up. Absolutely fantastic. Um, So, yeah, Ghost Rider, amazing. You definitely need to go ride that thing if you haven't met a NOS before. Silver Bullet was next. This is a ride that a lot of people say is one of the weakest inverts. But it was a lot more forceful than I expected it to be. I, I actually really enjoyed it. The first loop was great. So was that. Overbank thing and the Cobra roll was smooth and intense. But the second half was definitely the highlight for me. You have that first corkscrew, and then it kind of keeps rolling into like a turn. So it's a moment of continuous roll on a BNM that I was not expecting, which I absolutely loved. Probably the best part of the ride. And then the second corkscrew is super whippy. And the Helix is super intense as well. Um so yeah, it was a lot better than I was expecting. It is not the best invert in the world or anything, but it is mid-tier probably right there with like great bear for me uh i really liked it also the color scheme is really cool this is a great ride to walk into the park too like they did a good job with placement of this thing um and from there i only had two more coasters to do which first one i a sierra sidewinder this ride spun way too much uh which caused it to be actually super forceful really great ride. I, t- I don't think this is purposeful, but every time we did a full rotation, you could hear a scraping metal sound <laughs> at one point. that was That's a great noise. It didn't sound good. What?
1: Uh, that, that's probably not good, but...
0: Mm-mm. It definitely didn't seem intentional, but uh, yeah, it had a pretty decent layout and was just like super crazy spinning the whole way through, so. I really liked it. Definitely one of the better family coasters I've done. And then there was Coast Rider. Um, I've heard horrible things about those like shin restraints, but I got lucky enough to position it to where my shins weren't even touching it. So to me, it was just a standard Wild Mouse. wasn't as bad as I was expecting. And then I also did Knott's Berry Tales, which is another ride that was better than I thought it would be. It has a really weird theme, but it's still pretty fun. I mean, it's almost impossible to not have fun on a shooting dark ride. So yeah. Um, from there, I got my one more ride on Ghost Rider and then headed out to Knott's chicken dinner. And, uh, it was very expensive, but good. They give you a ton of food. The portions are great. So, Knott's overall, I'm very, overall Knott's thoughts.
1: I'm very dead. hypocritical of Knott's chicken dinner because I've grown up eating southern fried chicken and I'm sorry, but you Cali people, your fried chicken can't touch ours so
0: no you're right it can't it it yeah the chicken wasn't like the best of the best but it's still pretty good for what it is um so my final thoughts for knots is that the ride collection is really good the ops were overall better than magic mountains they had some spots where they couldn't improve but that's all right Fast lane should also be more even there, even though it benefited me today. I'm not going to say keep it the way it is. Uh, the theming was absolutely fantastic. To me, it felt like an SDC with no terrain and less shade. Uh, and Hangtime was closed, but I'm going to go back someday. So Knotts is definitely one of the best parks I've been to. It's my second favorite Cedar Fair park now. Cedar Point is obviously number one still, uh, unless you're Coaster Bro. But yeah... Great Park. I really like Knott's. Yeah. So, okay. Let's see, what are we at? (laughs) An hour and ten. We're not making that two hours, people, because I still got to talk about Rise of the Resistance. Okay, California Adventure.
1: That's going to be a good 20 minutes itself. I've seen the novel he wrote about it.
0: I'm going to try. California Adventure. So, started off with Radiator Springs Racers. And this was about what I expected, just fantastic theming. The outdoor slow portion where you go up to the waterfall and everything is super cool, you know. And then you've got That's the indoor I portion. like a baby. Yeah, we all know you did. The indoor portion is super cool as well. It definitely feels like you're at uh, Radiator Springs at night. So that was super cool. All the animatronics look fantastic. The theming all the way up to that point is great. And then you get to the racing. The racing is so much better than the fast portion of Test Track. First, I mean, you get the interaction with the other car, which is great. And then also the speed is very similar, but it did have actually a moment of floater, which is like, what? So that was cool. And then uh, the rock work is just incredible. The amount of money and time and effort put in to have That big of rock work the whole way through is just ridiculous to me. So, gotta give props to Disney already for that. Like, it was a fantastic ride, much better than Test Track. Definitely one of the best dark rides I've done. I really liked it. From there, we have Guardians of the Galaxy. And wow, (laughs) what a surprise that was. Uh, Look, I've done Tower, so I was expecting Tower. Did not expect this to be way better than Tower. Yeah, I said it. It is a lot better than Tower. And I can already see Bryant's texting me right now as he's listening to this. But dude, this thing is so good. The theming is fantastic, and I love the storyline. The pre-show with Rocket is so cool. Uh, The animatronic looked great, and the details of the room are awesome when he reaches down to take Quill's, whatever it's called. That was was cool. Um, And then you actually get to the ride, which is ridiculous. The music is so cool. And then you've got the whole ride, which is just some of the most fun you will ever have. Seriously. Like, the screens are super well done. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, there's no physical part. Like on tower, you don't move forward and all that, which is fine. I actually prefer that. And here's why. With them not having that physical part, that means that they have more time for the drops. And you get a longer ride cycle than tower of actually dropping. And the drops feel way more intense on this than they do on tower. So I'll, I'll take that any day over what Tower has as far as the theming in that part where you move forward and everything. And then you go, just because the ride cycle keeps going, it's way longer. And then the actual show scenes, I some of them changed because I had two rides on them, which I wasn't expecting. I didn't know they had different scenes like that. Oh, yeah, depending but on the song scenes, you get, the like, changes, the things you get. See, I figured that out because I've watched its POV a bunch of times since I've gotten home, and they've gotten different uh songs with that but yeah the the actual screens you know cool action scenes and then they're just funny because like you've got the scene where Drax comes out of the thing's mouth punches it in its face and then turns and says to you you're welcome and laughs and then you go and then you've got Quill like celebrating as he kicked something away and then he gets attacked and mauled again like, it, it, man, my dad was laughing the whole ride through while we were on it. I absolutely loved this thing. Like, if you can't tell, I'm still going about it. <laughs> it was that good. Uh, honestly, it, at least five times better than Tower. I know they're not going to change ours, but and it's the original, so a lot of people would be upset. But I would not be mad if they changed ours to Guardians. Sorry, Disney people. Being honest. If you can't tell, Guardians is one of the best dark rides slash flat rides I have ever done easily. I liked it more than Radiator Springs Racers. There's another hot take for you. So, yeah. Bryant, you can finish your message now. Um, Avengers Campus, we could talk a little bit about that real quick. This area was actually way better than I expected it to be. There's been those talks from this Twitter about everything sucks if it's new, you know? That kind of diss Twitter thing. Um, but yeah, Ventures Campus was actually pretty cool. Is it the greatest area in the world? Definitely not. But it's still overall pretty cool. Uh, we went to that like Pim Cafe place and got breakfast. And it was really, really good. They have like, this weird blue cinnamon bread thing. Which was great. It's not Dollywood cinnamon bread, but it's still really good. Um, and then they have pretzels, which are absolutely huge. So I had one of those. That was great, too. Uh, but yeah, the area is actually really cool. It is definitely not the best themed area in the world, but I liked it. I It had good atmosphere. And then from there, it was Mike and Silly to the Rescue, which is easily the greatest ride of all time. No question about it. Uh, Like 10 out of 10. I couldn't believe it. No, But for real, it's just one of those basic Disney rides that tells the movie's story, and it's kind of forgettable. You know, like it it's physical set pieces, it's cool, it's got all right theming, but it it's definitely not what you're going to the park for. Um decent. Soarin, I don't know why, but I thought this was better than Florida's. There wasn't I mean the I know that the show was the exact same. It was Soarin around the world. Um except for the ending. But it was I thought it was a little bit better. Um the actual theming of the ride itself once you get indoors, I Definitely liked more than Epcot's because this one's themed to more like military wing hanger sort of thing or like the adventure side of flying. While the one at Epcot is more like you're at an airport, which is whatever. Um, so, yeah, I like this one a little bit more. I was also on the top row, so I didn't have people's feet in my face, which could be a little helping towards its case. But, yeah, I like Soren pretty good. Um, well, the one at Epcot just kind of gets like once I've done it, when I have passes, once I've done it two or three times, it's kind of like, I can skip it now. You know, it's the same thing every time. This one, I definitely would ride if I came back. I liked it. Um, from there, Grizzly River Run. Now, Jack, I know that you didn't ride this when you went.
1: Yeah, it was and raining. Tell you, sir,
0: you need to ride it when you go back. You need to ride it when you go back. Uh, we were just talking about Popeye being the best raft ride. This one might give it a run for its money. I, did, I like Popeye a bit more, but... This was still really good. It was super well-themed, and it seemed to get you, like, that perfect amount of wet. I did get targeted on this one, just, like, on all raft rides. But it (laughs) wasn't, like, too much. We'll talk about that in a minute, yes. Uh, The rocks and trees are awesome. It gives you that great generic outdoorsy vibe and atmosphere, uh, which, you know, I'm fine with. But the end is probably the best ending to any raft ride Why do you keep recording me and taking pictures of me? I'm trying to talk (laughs) here, man. You're distracting. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, people. No, yeah, you're good. But seriously, the end is probably the best end to rap ride ever. Now, I'm going to need somebody in Discord to correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure that there is, like... A... What's the word? Like, uh conveyor something like on the side of the drop because i noticed it in povs and when i was on ride that you you're like spinning as you go into it but then you hit a certain point in the drop and you randomly spin the other way super fast which was absolutely incredible i was not expecting that at all so we were like spinning slowly to the left and then we hit and then i went yoink spun all the way to the right as fast as you could and then you splashed and got water it was like That was super crazy. I really liked it. It's definitely one of the best draft rides in the world. It gets a huge two thumbs up for me. Definitely enjoyable. Look, I got to check my phone for a second. Jack and Brian are texting behind my back. Hold on. What's going on? Oh, we're, we're, Brian, I,
1: I've been giving I gave Brian a trigger warning For what you know Is gonna happen when you hear this tomorrow So While well, he talks about that I can
0: Brian is asking for three hour show Three hour we'll show try. I don't think so but if that's what y'all want Ugh. Sorry It'll people, happen eventually um,
1: No I was going I wanted to talk about Soren real quick cause you did, So you did hmm. just Around the world Right yeah, okay. So I still have the I've gotten to do Thor over California.
0: Good for you. I I, I definitely I would have liked to do it if that was what they had going on because it's different. But soaring around the world is still pretty cool. You'll you'll whenever you eventually get back there or to Epcot, you'll get on it. Um. And he goes back to texting Bryant. So webslingers, let's talk about another ride that dis Twitter hates because it's new. Um, Webslingers, definitely does not deserve the hate it gets. Is it as good as Islands of Adventure Spider-Man? Definitely not. Not at all. Uh, but it is definitely not a bad ride at any case. Look, if you care about scores, I can get why you would be upset, because it is definitely pay to win with the, you know, system, spend 30 bucks and you'll score better. Uh... But if you don't, you're still going to have a good time. The technology used for you to just shoot with your hand and flick your wrist is super cool. It can be difficult to tell where you're shooting at times, but I think most shooting rides suffer from that in a lot of cases. uh, Except for one that we'll talk about in just a minute. But uh, the plot could definitely be better if you fought villains, that would be cool. But you have to give them a hand because the idea that they did come up with is pretty creative. To have a spider bot that can self-replicate itself and they just keep going. I, I wasn't expecting that to be the plot at all, which is pretty cool. Uh, so it's definitely an enjoyable ride. I liked it. But it's not as good as Orlando's. Could it be better? Yeah. But uh, it definitely doesn't deserve the hate it gets. So it's overall a solid ride. Uh, they had this Lemon Dole Whip thing that we got next. It's like raspberry icy in the middle of Lemon Dole Whip might have been the best thing i had on the whole trip seriously it was that good uh so while i was eating that though i was just watching in credit coasters operations and what you know what i'm talking about Mm-hmm.
1: it's that thing chew through people
0: literally a train every 20 seconds It didn't really make much sense to me. Like I timed how long it would take for the train to get off the first block so they could send another, and it was like 16 seconds, and there was points where they were getting it at 16 seconds onto the next block. Absolutely insane. Probably the best operations you will ever see on any roller coaster, ever. I don't think it's possible to top what they were doing. Um, No,
1: it's that and another ride we're going to talk about here in a bit.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, (laughs) that... Honestly, this was quite a bit better than the, that one, I think. Uh, but did ride Coaster next, and it is not the best coaster ever. But I wasn't expect I wasn't expecting it to be. Um, it doesn't do a ton, except for like pretty good force in the loop. But it's a really long ride. Great capacity monster. Uh, pretty good theming. Great fit for Disney park because it's a good sized coaster that. I think will attract the older kids, but also the family can ride. It's not the most forceful thing in the world. Um, it's super long and it's just pure fun. The incredible steaming is pretty cool. The launches were pretty good. And then, I mean, yeah, the operations and dispatches. It It's a good ride. It gets a thumbs up from me. Great fit for a Disney park, I think, for a roller coaster. Um, and then I did Midway Mania, which we have here in Florida. And I will always love doing these rides. Like this is, that ride I was talking about where the shooting, you can always tell where you're shooting on this. It's super simple ride, super simple theme. The ride is just pure fun. I love them. And then uh, yeah. after that, we did the Ferris wheel. Oh, go ahead.
1: I got I to gotta jump in on midway. That was one of those rides when I went to DCA. David made a point of saying, no, you have to do this one. It's super fun. It's like, oh, like, I really don't want to. And then I was like, okay, yeah, they you were totally right. That was amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a super simple ride, but, like, name me a a shooter that you're going to have more fun on. I honestly don't think there is one.
1: Um, The only one that I think I've had more fun on was Flooded Mine Ride at Silver Dollar City, but that was a lot more nostalgia for me, because I never got to do Dollywoods.
0: Yeah, Flooded Mine Ride is definitely not, like, great for a shooter, because it's super old, but, uh, yeah, it has that nostalgia factor and just cool atmosphere. Um, but yeah, after Midway Mania, we did the Ferris wheel and we did those swinging cars and it's just like a weird, but fun sensation that you get. Uh, it's a good flat and icon for the park. So, you know, solid. And then from there, there was (coughs) two more rides to do. Uh, we did Little Mermaid, which was exactly like the one at home. Uh, and I would say that it's just like Mike and Sully and that it's literally just a, Dark ride with solid theming and set pieces, but it just tells the story of the movie. Doesn't do anything super special or different. You know, you're not going to the park for that, for sure. And then did uh, Goofy, which is the wild mouse. Standard wild mouse. Few added theming moments. Um, Definitely one of the better mice I've done. Gives a thumbs up for me, but it's fine. And then I ate at that Italian restaurant in the middle of the park, which uh, was great. I had spaghetti. And (laughs) Also had one of those Jack Jack Num Num Cookie things. Okay, uh, can we talk really about how great well. those they're, are? I know, they're like baked fresh and they're super gooey. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was really good. It was like it was like and one of those huge. things we were we were at there and I was like, my
1: name is Jack and I cannot it's like I can't be here and not get a Jack Jack Num Num cookie. And then I walked around acting like yeah. Jack Jack for like twenty minutes and everyone was like Jack, you're in the same. I was like, I know I am.
0: That's just weird. Oh my goodness.
1: You've seen my Disney Plus profile, right?
0: No, I don't need to. Not right now. We're in an episode. You can do it later. Well, yeah, I mean that makes sense. But whatever. Never mind. <laughs> okay. So that did it for my day. Final thoughts for DCA. It was definitely one of the bigger surprises as a whole park that I have had. Uh, Disney enthusiasts talk this thing down. Talk this park down. They talk, like, everything they can now, but I've heard a lot of negative things about this place, and that resulted in me enjoying every single moment of time I had here. There's not a single bad ride. Guardians is one of the best rides I've ever experienced. Uh, Everything is well-themed, has good atmosphere. The operations are great, which is expected from Disney. The park is a huge win, and I genuinely like this more than Epcot and Hollywood Studios. As of now, I haven't been to Hollywood Studios since Mickey and Minnie and Galaxy's Edge, but I really like it. But the now you know what Galaxy Adventure. Edge is. Well, yes. Which might give it the edge, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, California Adventure, very good park. I enjoyed my time there. Okay, let's get through Disneyland. So, uh, didn't get a rise time in the morning. Made me a bit nervous, but I foreshadowed I do get one later. Uh, Indian Pirates were close and so not off to a great start. So, we ended up doing Haunted Mansion first. And this is another ride that I liked better than the one in orlando um walking up to the mansion is cool and the queue was better overall uh the ride itself there wasn't a ton of differences but any differences i did notice were additions that this one had that ours didn't not the other way around so that wouldn't it be
1: the advantage. opposite way though because wouldn't it be ones I just didn't give to y'all that that one had
0: what i, I didn't i like this more than worlds
1: yeah, but Disneyland opened first, so they're basically what you're saying is they shortchanged y'all when you got yours in Florida. Oh,
0: well, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't mean additions in that way. I just meant like new to me. Um, but yeah, like the the few things I did notice was the hat box goes obviously, uh, which is pretty cool, and then the trees in the yard scene had faces, which I don't remember from ours. So that's also cool. Uh, there, it's not. Much difference other than that, but I didn't notice anything uh, missing. So, yeah, I, I give it a slight advantage to the compared to the one over ours. Um, Indy opened up after, uh, and it was what I expected. It's a very good dark ride. The queue is absolutely massive, super well-themed. Uh, the ride system is the same as Dinosaurs, which is really cool. Uh, I, I love that ride system. And uh, the start was really cool with the Indiana Matronic, and then you go into the main show building, which is awesome. Like, the turns are fun. The theming is really cool. You got the the bridge. Love that part. And then after that, you have the scene with the boulder, which is awesome as well. Uh, it's definitely a top-tier dark ride. I'd say I like it just a little bit more than Dinosaur. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And then Pirates opened. And this was much better than ours. It has the main key parts, our does. A little bit more of a coherent story overall. And uh, the extra drop and the scene in the cavern were cool. Ours does not have that. Uh, and then it's just got that super cool pirate atmosphere. So, you know. Another solid, solid flat ride. Or dark ride. Uh, um, Yeah, dark ride. And then Big Thunder, the theming is great, which was expected. Uh, it's very similar to the one at Magic Kingdom, but And I do prefer the one in Florida just a little bit, because this one's a little bit smoother. But Florida's has a couple moments of just arrow jank that ends up in complete ejector, which is great. Um, So that's why I would give Magic Kingdoms just a slight edge for those few moments of actual ride intensity, I guess. Uh, And then we did Smuggler's Run. Now, I have said on the show before... Uh, that I think Smuggler's Run looks fine, but not super great or anything. It's kind of just a simulator in a box, I guess. Um, but no, it was definitely way cooler than I expected it to be. The queue was great. And then the ride itself is super cool. It is just a simulator, but the interactivity puts it at a whole nother level. The story was super cool, and the ride is just like a lot of fun overall. Uh, me and my family were absolutely terrible <laughs> at it. I was a gunner. And we sucked. Uh, but that's okay, because that was just hilarious. Um, had a really good time on it. I would definitely do it again if it didn't have such a super long line. And we weren't so pressed for time already, because Disneyland has so much to do. Um, but yeah, I liked it. And then we ate lunch and got a Rise time, which I... Yeah, like, okay. the I, hype when we finally got one. Amazing. Can I what? cut
1: back in on, can I cut in on Smuggler's Run for a sec?
0: Yes, I should have expected you to do that.
1: I mean, it's one of the ones you've ridden that I've also ridden. And I've gotten to do it a lot, or did get to do it a lot. Um, so I got what I've told it before. I've done every seat on Smugglers, and Gunner was definitely my least favorite because <laughs> um, it was the hardest and like took the most concentration. <laughs> Engineer was the middle one, and then Pilot's the best, obviously. But it's one of those things, like you. it's a simulator. You don't expect it to be like, that crazy and then you get in there and it's like oh this is pretty cool yeah so is great. it, I love it was definitely
0: better than i thought best simulator i've done for sure easily which none of them are that great except for this one so yeah um okay so after we ate lunch and got the rise time We did Space Mountain, and this is the same thing as Big Thunder, as far as, like, I like Florida's better, because it has that aero jank. Uh, This is definitely smoother, and it does keep its speed better, because it's, like, not trimmed at all. Uh, But Florida's just has a couple moments of crazy airtime that are fantastic. Uh, But yeah, overall good. I also like Florida's Q better. Um, But Space Mountain's still a good ride. We did Buzz Lightyear. Um... It's also not as good as Magic Kingdoms. This one was a little bit more difficult to track your shooting, I thought, and where you're aiming. Uh, but the theming is still well done, um, and you just can't not have fun on a shooter. And then it was time for Matterhorn. The OG. Uh, the mountain itself looks absolutely incredible, and the operations were great. I love these old, you know, like, single-file-type aero trains. R-Space Mountain has them, and they're just, like... They give you that nostalgia feel to me. Um, But the ride itself is super long, and it has some great pops of airtime and laterals. Uh, It's definitely jank. Shakes you around quite a bit, but that's okay. I expected that. The theming was definitely better than I expected, actually, on ride. I knew about one of the animatronics, uh, and I definitely did not know about that screen on the lift hill where, like, the Yeti follows you up the side. Oh, Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I wasn't expecting that. That's definitely a cool added theming part. Uh, The splashdown is a great way to end it. And then after I did one side, me and my dad did single rider to get the other side. And they had the back two rows open, so we basically got to use it as a fast pass. We rode right in front of each other, or right next to each other. Matterhorn. About what I expected. Really good, really, really good ride. I enjoyed it. You Uh, hit your hand on anything? I'm going to be real. What?
1: Did you get did you get any uh like hand hits on the mountain?
0: No, I no, I just didn't hold my hands up. I, I honestly forgot to even try. Uh but yeah. So for Small World, I will be completely honest. Uh it's it's small world, I didn't pay a ton of attention. The the song gets a little bit annoying and it's fine, I guess, but I just kind of zoned out during it, which no, whatever. And then it was time for Rise. Oh, rise. Okay, everybody buckle in. Here we go. So, very hype going in. Uh, Shout out to Disney. for The first thing is... The first shout out for Disney is that in their switchbacks for the queue, they have... It's obviously all themed, and it looks like, you know, rock or just solid, thick uh, parts of switchbacks. But they've carved it out to basically be a couch every switchback is basically a couch thank you like more places need to do that it you get to sit through the whole line (laughs) any party you have to wait you just get to sit there that's great i love that thank you disney please do that on more future attractions um but okay First pre-show, exceeded expectations. I, I've obviously seen video of it before, but the hologram is way higher quality than I expected, and BB-8 animatronic was also bigger uh, than I expected. So that was cool. And then you have that second pre-show. Uh, the animatronic up front, great, just like all new-age Disney animatronics. And the story was super easy to follow so far. My first big surprise and I never realized this from watching the videos, but the door that you enter in is the same door that you exit from to a completely different room. I always thought you exited through the other side. When that door was the one that opened, I was like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then you enter to that huge room with all of the stormtroopers, massive screen in the background to looked like a window. That that moment still just gives you goosebumps. Like, it's super cool. And then you actually have a little bit of line point before you get to the uh, next pre-show. And I love that the cast members throughout this whole time, they're assigning, you know, what room you're going to go in and everything. They play along with the theme, so that was super cool. Um, then you have the last pre-show. The whole room shakes and vibrates when Kylo is talking to you and trying to get information from you and everything. And then the b- door bursts open and off you go uh so on to the actual ride the ride you start off everybody expects you to go forward but then you actually start off going backward which is pretty cool everybody's like huh um the first few scenes are pretty standard you know it's just like star wars room here's one animatronic uh and then you get to the actual act like action you go into that huge room where all the atats are and you go up the lift which is super cool. I did. I had never knew that there was a fan animatronic. And I never knew that there were screens in the windows of the AT-ATs where you could see people in them. So that was already sick. You go up the lift. And on you go to the rest of the ride where you have the scene with Kylo and whoever the other guy is. Where it says, put up the shields. And that moment is super cool because it's like, all of a sudden, put up the shields. And then everything comes flying in at once. And the screens are huge in there, too. That room is also massive. The size of this ride, everything is scaled to be massive. Uh, So, already, like, it's a lot to take in at once. Um, And then you have the moment where you back up to go into that elevator. And there's a screen in front of you and Kylo drops down. I didn't expect it. It was a little bit of a jump scare. It was super cool. And you have the elevator part where he starts to break in with his lightsaber. And it tears through, which is just as cool as I had always thought. I always thought that that was one of the coolest parts of this whole ride. Um, And then after that, you have the part where you actually have the animatronic Kylo. And then the ship gets hit. And he goes flying, which looks absolutely incredible. It's super well done. And then you finally escape. And you go into the escape pod. You drop down through that drop track, which gives you not a lot of airtime or anything, but it's cool. Uh and then the simulator finishes it off, and you land, the ride is over, and you have that last animatronic of the pilot from the second pre-show as you exit, uh, so, initial reaction, jaw just on the floor, absolutely floored, it was just incredible, uh, like, oh man, look, I, I, when I got off of the thing, for about 45 seconds after, I still had goosebumps. It took a while for them to go away. I mean, it is completely perfect, this ride. It really just keeps going. It's super long. Everything is huge, super well-themed. There's details. The pre-shows are amazing. The animatronics and massive set pieces are just stunning. The story is great. The ride really is perfect to me. I It is something special. Like, it's astonishing. That Disney actually was able to combine a walkthrough, a traditional dark ride, and a simulator to make a nearly 30 minute long experience. And it's just perfection. I, I don't have any complaints at all. Uh, I have to give like huge props to Disney for actually building this thing. <laughs> like This has to be so expensive. And shout out to the team that created this thing. And I, I can't imagine coming up with a concept for this, and then going to the board being like, hey, we want to build this thing, this is how much it's going to cost. And then Disney actually did it. Huge risk, I'm sure, with the amount of money they put in, and it completely paid off. The ride is absolutely incredible. And I don't think there's a single other dark ride that I would say, if I compared it to coasters, would be in my top 20, this would be up there. So, that tells you. Easily the best dark ride in the world. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think there's anything that can beat it. Right now? It, it's yeah, you're you're gonna like it a lot, Jack.
1: Mm-hmm. Well that only took you only went on for like ten minutes about that. I'm impressed.
0: Hey, I tried. I tried. But yeah. Right. Definitely is, going
1: over two hours. I'm saying that right now.
0: We got twenty minutes to speed run it. Nah, we're definitely <laughs> i'm gonna, gonna need a good
1: hours. 10 i'm gonna need a good 10 minutes to do my thing so just about so, yeah. that one ride
0: uh so i'll close it out i'll be quick galaxy's edge whole area is absolutely incredible the shops and market area is super super cool there's so many cool details ships everywhere are awesome the land is just fantastic uh the landscaping is great definitely one of the best overall areas of your theme park there is last few rides i did mr toad was really confusing i knew that you went to hell during it but i was still really confused it was short with a weird storyline and uh it's got classic charm i guess as its redeeming factor pinocchio was like the same thing i could at least kind of understand the story but i was still also confused snow white another old one that i was like so out of it from the last two i don't even remember this one really well I did the Kitty Coaster for the credit and then ended the night on Jungle Cruise, which was also better than Orlando's. We had a really good skipper, and uh, this one seemed to just be better themed. It was also a little bit more compact because of the space uh, given, so everything happens more at once. There's not really a dull moment of the ride. Um, So final thoughts about Disneyland. It is a fantastic park. It has a great mix of nostalgia and just pure quality. Uh, Rise is obviously the highlight, but Indiana Jones, Haunted Mansion, Smuggler's Run, Pirates, all these other great rides make it an awesome collection. Park is gorgeous. I love how close everything is together. It's like a smaller version of Magic Kingdom, but it has more to do. Uh, They've done a great job of managing space, and the tightness of everything gives it a really cool kind of old-school vibe in places. Um, I think I like this a little bit more than Magic Kingdom, and the reason why is because As far as which type do I prefer, Haunted or Haunted, Space or Space, you know, that comparison is overall pretty even. But what Disneyland has that Magic doesn't is far better than what Magic Kingdom has that Disneyland doesn't. Like, I would take Galaxy's Edge, Indy, and Matterhorn over seven dwarves every day. Uh, And I also have to hand it to both parks for how well they have managed crowds. These are some of the busiest parks in the world, but... Only one or two things was over an hour all weekend I saw so both of them great parks. I had a great time in California. Two thumbs up from me. Great trip. Shout out to Klaus for meeting up. And Jack, let's talk about Dino Boy.
1: Yeah. So did you want to, actually did you want to talk about um West Coast Coaster crappy? Or just say no. it's crappy.
0: <laughs> I don't care. It's a mine train on a boardwalk.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Finger there's California, um, and now let's jump back, like to the right at the beginning of that trip, um, or right before you left for that trip. I was headed to the um, post office to drop off Patreon mail. Ding, um, and you <laughs> sent me a screenshot of you and Allison messaging about them going to Universal on the 31st and talking about how it'd be cool if I could be there, but I couldn't, and how that if I could somehow get to Atlanta, that, you know, I could just ride with them. And so I'm sitting there, and I was originally planning on going to stumble with the drunk riders in November, but things have come up. They're going to make that not possible for me. Um, and then, so I was just looking and I was like, well, I want to ride Dino Boy this year. I'm going to ride it this year. I'm not waiting. And so I just texted Allison. I was like, hey, what, there are you going to Universal again? And so, yeah, within in the course of, like, four hours, I had gone from, like, having no clue when I'd be riding Velocicoaster to having a trip that would happen in, like, seven days. So from there the trip entailed we were going we went to jacksonville florida for a couple days and spent some time with allison uh, mom and did stuff around jacksonville so quick highlights um we're seeing the treaty oak which is a really like just freaking awesome massive oak tree um we rode a wacky worm at a place called adventures landing which is closing permanently in october so rare credit unlocked um Let's see, what else? Um, oh, we went to a place called Clark's to eat, which was really, really good. But other than that, like the getting to Atlanta to leave from their house was just insane because my car gave me problems. Not normal car problems. I needed a new license plate, and we couldn't get my old license plate off my car. <laughs> it took us like three hours to get my old license plate off my car so I could put the new one on. Um yeah, but all of that like cultivated into Saturday, July thirty first. We woke up at like five AM to drive to Orlando to go to Islands of Adventure. So we got to the Islands and we made it through security and all of that and we I met up with you right there in front of City Walk. So that was fun. And then, you know, we're walking towards the island and we see the first test run on VelociCoaster. It's like, oh my lord, oh my lord, it's happening. And then Allison and Steven had to process their passes, so we were like, well, we're going to go ahead and go in the park. And we went and took, I went and stared at it and we took some pictures of it and just caught up on your Cali trip and all that. And then they texted us and were like, yeah, we're still stuck in line to get passes, and as it got closer and closer to like park opening and us being able to go ride Velocicoaster, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be the not gonna be the nice person and wait. We're going to ride it." So you and I went and got in line for it while they were still processing passes. Mm-hmm. Okay. First impressions. For okay. Also, just for clarification, that was entirely my call. Chris had nothing to do with that. Not gonna make him. I made get sure that in. was
0: uh, set beforehand.
1: But mm-hmm. it was not my fault. I don't think they weren't too they weren't mad at us because they got cool pictures out no. of it. Um, so just walking across the bridge under the spaghetti bowl helix thing just is insane. And then you walk under the stall, it's like what? And then as you get in line for it. Also, okay, first shout-out of many. Thank you for doing the locker systems, how you do them for Hagrid's and all of that, but actually putting them under the station so I could take my camera through the whole queue. That was amazing. But you're in line for this thing, and the whole extended queue is just right there on the water, and it's just nuts how close you can get to it. And, the, like, just standing in that queue, it's impossible to not get excited for the ride. Mm-hmm. And so you make we make our way through the queue. The indoor section is amazing because it's air-conditioned. The launch room where the train goes flying past you is awesome. The raptor cages are awesome. And then you put your stuff in the locker, which is you know super convenient. Scan your ticket or your pass, or they've got those tickets if you need one. And then up the stairs, and you're into like the pre-show, and you get the whole video, and it's like, what could go wrong? We built a roller coaster in a raptor cage. What could go wrong? This is a terrible idea. She doesn't realize how fast they are. Um... They're that whole video, they're incredible problem solvers. They're quicker than she realizes. They're quicker than she realizes. Um,
0: they're quicker than you realize, Claire. They're
1: quick, They're quicker, they're quicker, than, quicker you than, than she realizes. You realize. <laughs> they're incredible. This solvers. is a this is a terrible idea. <laughs> and that whole thing is amazing. Well, I guess and the then hunt before, is on. And on. And then by that you get into the station, and. Like, I've already said it a couple times, just referencing the operations on this roller coaster are probably second only to Incredicoaster. And it's still insane how fast they pump these trains out. Like, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. This line never stops moving. And you're just like these trains roll in the station. Everyone's off in like seconds. Everyone's on in seconds. They've got it checked and ready to go. And so Chris was like, "You got to do front for your first ride." So we waited. What was like two trains for front or something? And we're on, yeah, and yeah. we like we roll. We get to sit down, pull the restraints down. They check them, and you roll out. And it's like, oh, this is this is happening. And so the first like. Like, indication that I had no clue, like, what exactly it, went to it was in for is, like, no one told me it did, like, the rollback thing on the first launch, so I started freaking <laughs> out internally then, <laughs> um, and then you're off, and the first launch is good, it's not, like, the best launch in the world or anything, and that first turn, it's like, okay, that was fun, and you dive down, you get some headshot, and then as you go up into that second dive loop. That was the moment I knew what I was in for because my body just kept going up and started going to the right if the whole train starts going down and to the left. And I can feel my back just being stretched and popped in every which direction. I'm pretty sure that was, one, yep. that was the first time I smacked you in the head because I had no upper body control. Um, and that element's like, oh... And then you dive down and it whips, and you get some good pots of air time as you're twisting around. And there really wasn't like another crazy standout moment in the first half. But that meant, but it's all just awesome. And you're just diving in and out of the rock work, and everything's cool. And then you do that little like outer bank and then dive into the second launch. And then just, whoom, you're gone. Up the top hat, you get laterals going out the side, and you get a little floater on the top. And then as you dive down and you flip into that stall, it just throws your whole body out. And then throws your whole body back the other direction. And then throws your body back the other direction. I think that was where you elbowed elbowed the head. head. Yes. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I smacked you at some point during the stall, too. And then you you come out of the stall and you hit the wave turn. And the wave turn throws you out of (laughs) your seat. And then you dive back down, you do the little twist, which that was probably, like, the one part of the ride was, like, oh, that didn't hit quite as much as I was expecting. It didn't feel like you got popped out as much, but it was fun. And then you dove back down, did, like, the overbank, hit the airtime hill, and then your whole body just goes sideways. And you're hanging out the side of the train as the whole thing's rotating. And then as you hit upside down, it, like, throws you down towards the water. And that roll over the water, my, it's the best inversion on any roller coaster I've ever experienced. There's nothing like it. Like You're getting laterals and airtime in an inversion. I don't even want to call it airtime. I just like calling it violently flung. And then you twist up into the brakes. And Chris is my witness. I just sat there leaning against the restraint, clutching my head, <laughs> trying to process what had happened. Yep. So, and yeah, we rolled back into the station and we got off, and I'm like, what on earth? That's insane. And then Allison and Steven and the rest of our group were in line at that point, and they actually got like a picture of us on the ride, and I looked like I was having the time of my life. Um, and so we went up and we went over down by Popeyes and set up to get pictures of them going through the roll, and those pictures are amazing. I'll post them eventually. Um, but yeah. So VelociCoaster definitely delivered on that first ride. Then from there, I think we had what we got two Hagrid's rides back to back. Yep. Um and Hagrid's is still it's it's as amazing as we remember, but you know, Velocicoaster definitely puts a damp in. Like it's it's like okay, it's not quite as crazy as it was, because yeah. there's that thing right there, but it's still an amazing roller coaster. When you ride them
0: back-to-back, back, it doesn't kick the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Still an amazing roller coaster, though. And it's definitely, like, if we're talking roller coasters that are completely immersive in their storytelling, Hagrid still takes the cake. Um, and so we got two Hagrid's rides back-to-back, thanks to us both getting times. And then from there, we are like, okay, we need more Velocicoaster. Okay. <laughs> yep. And so we of went back, and we rode. The only logical ve- thing. We rode velociraptor again. This time, Allison and I did front row with our. We're only here for the churros shirt on. And again, just as insane in the front of like the first ride, got hit the brakes like what? And then was it? I think did we like break up and go eat? And I took some pictures at that point.
0: Yeah, we went to eat.
1: Yeah, and y'all got Circus McGurkis, um, which I think everyone just kind of agreed was, like, the train wreck of the day.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think me and Allison both knew that the food is not the greatest, but it's, like, that nostalgic place.
1: Mm-hmm. And then from there, yeah, so I didn't even eat, because I saw the food, I was like, oh, that doesn't look that appetizing. I'll pass. Um, and then we went in Single Rider's Hulk, and I got front row, and the Hulk is still. Hulk is still just as amazing as I remember. It is still my favorite. Like being m sit down. Sorry, all of you Kumba fans. Um, it's Hulk, and Ooh, I that love that like ride. I have a, a special. Fan. I mean, I am a Kumba fan, but I'm more of a Hulk fan. So, and then. Did we go back and do VelociCoaster again, did we go do River Adventure at that point?
0: We did... We did... V-
1: VelociCoaster. Yeah, we did VelociCoaster. And this is... We got our Row 11 ride, and then Row 11, the first... The, like... That second dive loop is not... or that, Yeah, the dive loop is not as crazy in the back. But the... Chris had been going in, it's like, yeah, we're going to get the top hat, and it's like, it's not going to have, like, ejector on the top hat. And so we're going down the top hat, and I get violently flung out of my seat, and I'm like, excuse me, (laughs) this was not what I was told would happen. And then from there, the second half is just as ridiculous in the back, if not more ridiculous, like, violently flinging you around.
0: Um, That's where that outer bank thing hits more.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Also, like, the roll, I felt, like, even punched more in the back, so.
0: Yeah, I said after the ride, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, that the roll flung me so hard to the side that I was completely sideways hanging over the edge of, like, the seat back that wraps around, and I could look down the heart line. So the train was still rolling but I'm looking right down the middle completely mm-hmm. sideways.
1: It's a ridiculous element. And then from there so we did so VelociCoaster and I've took tons and tons of pictures as we're waiting in line and like walking around the park. We did Jurassic River Boats which was cool cuz I'd never done those somehow and it was fun. Uh, definitely like a good way to cool off. And then we were Oh, like, we're still hot. Let's go ride Popeyes. And we all got wet, but someone got drenched.
0: I'm always the one to be targeted. It's just how it works.
1: You got soaked. Yeah. Like, I have a picture of him, and there is not a dry spot on his body anywhere.
0: (laughs) Every water feature that could hit me, hit me.
1: Yep. And I think after that, we all kind of broke up because some of the group wanted to go get some beer, and I needed to grab churros for our picture. So we went and waited like 25 minutes for churros, all because of this one family who ordered like, what, three hot dogs and a churro, and it took them 20 minutes? Yeah. It was an event. It did take a while. And then we headed back to VelociCoaster to do churro pictures. So Alice and I, with our matching, we're only here for the churro pictures, took churro pictures in front of VelociCoaster, and all of the employees were, like, pointing at us at times, and it was kind of hilarious. So, and I think then I took some more pictures, and then you ended up heading out because you wanted to beat traffic. Um, Yeah. And we were all like, we have a two hour drive anyway, we're closing this place down. Um, and that is when Mr. Scott Schaefer showed up. And Scott was like, Okay, I drove I came here, we're riding Velocicoaster, right? And we're like, duh. So we got in line, we rode VelociCoaster again for like a dusk ride. And he and I got back row, amazing, just like our row eleven ride it was amazing. Uh, we, of course, were taking tons of pictures of the ride and all that, and then we got out and I was like, okay, everyone, let's grab like some water and a drink and everything, and then we're going to ride again, and that will be like, get us right to close and we'll head out. So we're doing all this, and we're getting some cool, long exposures of the ride and all this other fun stuff as we're waiting. And we get in, we put our stuff in the lockers, and I'm like, Scott, do you mind waiting for front with me, because I want to do front one more time, especially at night. He's like, yeah, that's cool. So Allison, Steven, Carl, Colleen, all of them, they got on like row 11 and 12 on a train. And we had like a six train wait for front. And so they rode through and they got off and we're like two trains from getting on. And then we're a train from getting on. And the the person walks up to us and is like, hey, do y'all mind waiting a train? Um, And we'll get you on the next one. We're like, of course. Train comes in. They load those people on. Train gets dispatched. Next train rolls in. We walk through the gates and sit down. Strengths come down. They're starting to check them. And the guy comes over the intercom. It's like, attention, all Velocicoaster riders. We're going to have to ask you to step back through the gates. And we will get you on the next train. Forty minutes later, we got to ride. Because they did a full evac of the ride. We missed getting evac by one train. Um... Which, like, it would have been sweet to get an evac, but also, from what we could tell, those people did not get the option to ride again, so they kind of just got screwed out of riding, and we would have just gotten evac'd off the first launch. Um, yeah. So, we, like, like 10.02, we finally got on, and we got a front row night ride on Velocicoaster, first train of it reopening, and the energy was just insane on that train, and that night ride was just like cemented this as one of my all time favorite rides. Just nuts! It's just a nutty roller coaster. And so, and then after that, we headed out of the park. We grabbed some long exposures. Which, if you're in the discords, you or if you're in our Discord or in TDR's Discord, you've seen some of the long exposures and you know how like join insane that ride looks at night. Yes, join the Discord. Those are all going to start getting posted on Instagram here in the next couple days and Twitter in the next couple days. And yeah, that was the whirlwind trip to Velocicoaster, and it was amazing. And I don't want to, like, spoil it, but it is very, very high on my rankings. And you still, I mean, if you follow my personal Instagram, you already know. (laughs) So, go find my personal Instagram, and you might be able to figure it out, but.
0: Velocicoaster is good.
1: The Lost Coaster is really good.
0: Anything else? Um,
1: no, we've talked for two hours. I think we probably have other stuff we need to do now.
0: We missed our uh, cutoff by about... The, probably three and a half minutes by the end of this. But, uh, yeah. So we hope you guys like long episodes. Thank you for listening, as always. We hope you guys smash this episode just like you did the last one. And uh, you want to plug?
1: Yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter at Twisted Traveler, but the R at the end of the one. Instagram at Twisted underscore Travelers. And then you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Thrilling Moment and Chris.
0: You can follow me on Instagram at Twisted Travelers Chris. Once again, thank you for listening. Join the Discord, Patreon, buy Allison's book, follow Bryant, follow everything. And we will see you next week.
1: See ya. Oh, and when the gate's open, the hunt's on. The hunt is on. The hunt is on.
0: Thanks for listening to the Twisted Traveler's Podcast.